What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles, welcoming you to another edition of Lyles Movie Files. Joining me today, as always, is a little brother, Jace. How you doing? What's going on, guy? Cooling. And we're joined by a very special guest, the aficionado of all things Batman, our cousin, Dwayne Brickhouse. What's up, guys? What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Appreciate you. Absolutely. So... I got to see a sneak preview, a press screening of the Batman, and you watched it opening night, Friday, and Jace has still not seen it. And you and I have differing takes on the movie, but I guess the one thing that everybody wants to know, right off the bat, right off the bat, the gate, is this the absolute best Batman movie you've ever seen? Absolutely not. It is no, no, not even... I won't say not even close, but no, it's not the best Batman movie. So anyone that says that, in my opinion, is out of your mind. Yeah. That was, I think for me, that was a checkout point in a lot of reviews. I was like, whoa, 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 what, what? No, it's not the best. Dark is funny because when I got home, my first thought was, I can't wait to watch The Dark Knight again. <laughs> like, that was my first thought. And I was like, Oh wow! I can't. I can't imagine how great this Batman movie was. I was like, I just want to watch The Dark Knight, and then when I watch that, I'm gonna watch The Dark Knight Rises, and then I'm probably gonna watch Man of Steel, so then I can go into Batman vs Superman, and then the four-hour escapade of Justice League. That's how hard it was after I watched that. I was like, yeah. Now, what was your take on it? Because for me, I was like mentally checking off all the stuff that they were doing that reminded me of Dark Knight. So, for me, um, and I said it wasn't the best Batman movie, I would add that there are some things about it that it did better than other movies. Um, For me, and I think you see it as the Batman movies just progress, as just technology progresses, they do a better job with the costumes, things such as that. I felt like this was the best fighting Batman, which... I thought Ben Affleck was a better fighting Batman than um, Ale. I thought Bale was obviously a better fighting Batman than Michael Keaton. Um, and I think this by far, and George Clooney now, huh? They don't count. <laughs> I don't know why you said that. I didn't even know they were in a movie. So um, I just thought, as far as they've come with the costume and how flexible they've made it and how the actors able to move in it, I thought the fighting scenes in this one were better than others. Um, there's definitely a lot of little things that you talked about comparing it to the Dark Knight. Um, I mean, in the sense where the villain really makes the movie that much better, I see a big comparison because the villain in this movie was fantastic. Um, and then I saw a lot of little nods to, um, as we were talking about earlier, just like Long Halloween, um, a little nod towards Hush. Is this a no-spoiler show? Oh, it's gone. Yeah, just right. here. <laughs> no. yeah. Not gonna spoil it. Nods to little things. Um, I felt like there was a little nod to No Man's Land. Um, I thought they touched on so many, or even uh, a potential Robin, right? So there were so many little things that they touched on um, that I think they left it wide open for what they could do next with this movie universe, with this Batman universe. I'm looking forward to it. So here's the things that were kind of interesting. As I told Jace, I started watching Dark Knight 
kind of getting hyped up for the Batman. It's like, wait, you're not being fair. You need to watch this with a clean slate, watch it on its own. So then I went back after I wrote my review of the Batman and watched Dark Knight. And then I was like, geez, did he just watch the Dark Knight and have a checklist of things he wanted to do? Because there was like the nightclub fight where, uh, you know, Dark Knight, old boy's going, what makes you think I want to hear you talk? And then you see Batman just slugging away and beating these dudes down. We've got the super genius using a cell phone recording to show how he was killing somebody. Oh, you should be afraid, Brian. Um, He's got people trying to evacuate the town. He's got his henchmen dressed up in his garb going around town terrorizing people he's going after well i guess he doesn't really go after batman's love interest in this but we've got right. that we've got there's just so many different things where it's like man okay you really and, and gordon's a big part of this one so there was a lot of things that i was like okay well i guess you just wanted to measure yourself against the best Batman in a lot of people's minds. Mm -hmm. Now, you did have a really good point that's something I wish I had written in my review that you did not like about this. You break that down again? Oh, the police stuff? Um, Deputy Batman. Like, the one thing his story about Batman, Batman's kind of on his own. The way they did his relationship with the police just didn't make sense. He was too much, especially for a Batman that seems to be very new. He was too much buddy-buddy with the police officers. They were, like, hanging out, having coffee and donuts together. Um, it just didn't make sense how much they worked together, um, especially when you look at some scenes in the movie where it was clear there was not a relationship out of outside of, um, I guess he's not commissioner, outside of Gordon, right? So they had, Batman and Gordon had that relationship, and I guess the relationship had been going on for two years, but it was not a, hey, the vigilante is working with the police type scenario. So, outside of the point where they're just trying to save everyone's life, I didn't understand how they were partnering together so much. And, like, if I look at the whole movie and say, okay, what is my one flaw with the movie? That's it. The relationship with the police could have never been that close. Especially not in two years. That doesn't actually make sense. No. It's like, he's a, he's a guy getting in our way. He's stopping us from busting crime. He's taking all the glory. What are you doing? This guy's a vigilante. Get him out of here. Yeah. Like, if it's Batman, Justice League, best friends with Superman, and, you know, everyone knows him, I could get that, but not this Batman. Yeah. Mm. He's not doing the, the magician ninja thing where he's popping in and out. He's, like, going in. He's, like, he's taking the elevator. Excuse me, guys. Excuse me, guys. Hey, Gordon. He's walking up, in and giving them high fives, yeah, yeah, as they go through. Right. It, it, uh, that piece does not make sense at all. Like, Again, especially as you watch the movie and you see that the relationship with police officers and Batman is not... I mean, at one point, he's escaping from the um, police station. Yeah, that, that was your... Next thing you know, they're hanging out together. Yeah. So, it was really interesting. Now, you and I differ a lot with the Riddler. I thought they wasted a really good opportunity to put Hush in the sequel because Hush kind of has a monopoly on the bandaged face, villain and Batman. And this film just basically puts a, a hood on the Riddler. It's not bandaged up like Hush, but it's like he's covered up. And the Riddler's whole thing right. is, I want everybody to see me because I'm the smartest dude around, including this chump Batman, who I'm going to befuddle with all my amazing riddles. And this guy is wearing like this big overcoat, and he looks like a horror movie villain. All he needs is, well, I guess he is using things to club people. So it's weird 
that he's not at all like Riddler. He's just like serial killer, and we're gonna call him the Riddler. But the best part about him is when we actually get to see Paul Dano, and he looks like the Riddler anyway. And what did you think about Riddler? So, before I answer that, I just got a text from my brother who just went to see Batman, and he wrote in all bold, you know, like he's yelling at me, saying, it's good. So. <laughs> That's another one for you, Jason. Frazier, break out. Break out, So, the Riddler, um, I, I do agree with you. If they ever bring Hush into it, which they did a little, little nod to him, um, you're going to have a, a very a huge connection between the two just because of the look. I mean, there weren't bandages. It was a mask. Um, but that could be interesting how they bring that about too, right? Cause he could end up being one of Riddler's disciples. Someone that was inspired by Riddler to actually go and do this stuff. Um, and then also, as you think back to it, um, think about the animated hush, right? Which was a bust, which is great, right? Until <laughs> it was a light to kill Riddler off. It was a letdown, but that was all about Riddler. Um, so I do. I just thought of that as you were talking. Um, I thought the actor, uh, when they got to the end of the movie where he was unmasked and um, he was talking one-on-one with Batman, that is one of the best Riddlers we've ever seen. I thought he was great in the role, um, made for a great villain. You didn't see it till the end. I don't think that's terrible. Um because you get a little bit of a build-up. You really don't know what you're dealing with until the last... I mean, it's a long movie, right? The last 30 minutes, maybe, of the yeah. movie. Um, and you really get to see him be the Riddler. Like, that, to me, was really awesome. Um, could we have had more of it? Sure, but there were so many other things in the movie between Carmine Falcone and, you know, what they're doing with the Penguin and Catwoman that maybe you couldn't have done that. Um, but I will say, I think they did a great job with the Riddler. The best parts of him was when he was unmasked. And the best yeah. part with did him you? was when he did the interrogation scene like in Dark Knight. Which okay. You're <laughs> right. Nothing you can you're, right. <laughs> That's, you're right. <laughs> yeah, the only right. difference is he was behind the glass, so right. you could just bang on the glass exactly. instead of getting inside. <laughs> did you, did you, Dwayne, did you think they gave all the villains and side characters a good amount of time to flesh out their story? Um, no. Um, In three hours. Yeah, no. Um, Because, so, I think you got a little bit of Penguin, and I think you're going to get more, so I feel like they were just trying to intro him. And he Mm -hmm. had a lot in the movie, but I just don't think you really got the Penguin. Um, Carmine Falcone, I think you got a decent amount there. I just think there could have been more with him. Um, and not necessarily in this movie, but down the road, um, mm-hmm. which won't happen. You know, spoiler alert. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that woman, I just don't think. She had a lot of screen time, um, terrible mask, um, but I just mm-hmm. don't think there was enough buildup to explain that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um you know, they had a lot of little moments together, but, it, like, you don't get invested in that relationship. I don't know that you, if it wasn't, um, what's her name? Zoe Kravitz. If it wasn't her, you you probably, nobody would care. Oh, wow. 
to me, in my opinion. The problem is this movie relies on you knowing a lot about Batman going in and caring Mm -hmm. about things from Batman. So, oh yeah, Catwoman and Batman were in Batman Returns together. Yeah, okay. And then in Dark Knight Rises, he he escapes and runs off and, and because it becomes his own man with Catwoman. This movie's like, mm-hmm. yeah, remember all that? That's that. So don't care about us not spending any time showing why they're developing these feelings for each other. Just mm-hmm. accept the fact that Batman and Catwoman go together and you'll be fine. And Alfred, yeah. you don't care about Alfred from this movie, but you have been trained historically True. over the years to care about Alfred and the father figure, the surrogate father for Bruce this joker is like you're not my daddy and he basically all but closes the door on the back gate and but we're supposed to care about this dynamic not from anything they do in this movie but because hey i like alfred when michael kane was playing him he's great and he was making jokes with him and michael gal and do even the old boy from the 66 series he was a great alfred and this one is just like andy circus is playing alfred and we're supposed to care because he's alfred yeah, and the, the other thing with the Catwoman piece, um, I mean, you referenced her in the movies, but then also you have anyone that's looking at modern comics right now, they only know Catwoman as Batman's girlfriend, um, you know, the anti-hero that she plays. Um, I think there's so much there, because even in um, the movie that she was in, the Christopher Nolan movie she was in, she was a bad guy mm-hmm. that, you know, they built a relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't think they really set that tone here. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she wasn't a good guy, but she wasn't the Catwoman we all... Anyone that knows the history, she's not the Catwoman we all know and love. Um, I know we're going to touch on this, but I made a comment about the one thing I would say wasn't good about this movie. Go for it. Is another thing that actually is pretty tough. Um, I thought Pattinson was a great Batman. I really do. I think he was a really good Batman. He was a terrible Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Um, like emo, straight up emo Bruce Wayne. Um, there are times, Jeff, you and I discussed it earlier. There's times where emo Bruce Wayne can play, right? If he's in the Batcave doing his thing, I get it. But I mean, every time he's out, he is emo Bruce Wayne. When he's, um, you reference his relationship with Alfred, you don't really feel it until the end of the movie when, you know, you really needed to feel it before that just because you had emo Bruce Wayne dealing with Alfred. And that, it, it was, I mean, I need billionaire playboy. Like, that's the Batman, that's the Bruce Wayne I need. I don't need the, the broody Bruce Wayne. Yeah, we need that Bruce Wayne who's going to go, oh, that martini was probably too, too many. I like those shoes. And then flips the switch yeah. and is like, Alfred, what am I looking for? Like, that's Yeah, exactly. And, and the Bruce Wayne who comes in to the party late, with three girls on his arm, takes a martini, makes a big speech, and it splashes it, you know, throws it over the roof because he doesn't care. But he's just putting on a facade of being this right. boozy billionaire. This one is just like, I'm mad. I don't care about anything. And I'm so upset about my parents. Like, this Bruce Wayne is so weird that he's spray painting his floor to come up with his yarn pack. Where it's like, he's <laughs> yeah, connecting things. He's like, yo, whatever, man. I'll just spray paint my floor. And it's like, what are you doing? 
I'm not even in the back. He was in his house. He was like in his bedroom. Yeah, it wasn't even in the cave where the bats are just going to put some drop in and he'd have to have Alfred clean it anyway. It was just like, yo, this is a living room. I don't care if the maid sees it. I'm just going to write all this stuff out. It was weird. And like you do get like Batman, the whole thing with Batman is always that Bruce Wayne is the facade. Like he really is Batman 24-7. I'm good with that. But again, to your point, he doesn't act like Batman 24-7. Because anyone that paid halfway attention is like, oh, Bruce, you're Batman. Like, you got to be Batman. <laughs> like, nobody else has got all this money running around you, dude. You have to. You got like, a cheek line and everything, player. It's you. And you're not even. Yeah. Like, the whole Bruce I mean, Wayne we thing still is see the makeup on your eyes. Right. You're, you're Batman. <laughs> so that, was, that, that part was interesting where it was like, yeah, let me just paint this area around my eyes, throw people off. I hated his haircut, and I think that also was distracting yeah. to me because it was like he looked like he should be serving drinks at some at, at the Iceberg Lounge as opposed to it was a anime movie. Batman. Yeah, it's an anime Batman haircut. Yeah, that's true. He was rocking Terry <laughs> McGinnis style. Anime Bruce Wayne. Sorry. Right. Right. So it was really interesting. So we had all these different elements, and I thought Penguin was by far my favorite character because Colin Farrell just got lost in the role. There's no trace of him, and I wanted to see more of him. And I'm glad they're going to do an HBO Max spinoff series. I'm actually looking forward to that. Dwayne, did you hear the best part about this with Penguin? Oh. So, you know, you since you watched the movie, you can attest to how much fun this movie is for little kids. More, Colin Farrell was like, yo, I'm, I'm all about playing Penguin. And the one thing that's missing outside of the top hat, the monocle, the cigar, man, that's that's a penguin trademark. Just let me, I don't even have to light it. Just let me hold it, rock it, put it in my mouth and not light it or whatever. Warner Brothers is like, no, you can't do that because we've got little kids watching this movie about a serial killer taking out people in Gotham. And we don't want impressionable kids to decide they want to start smoking because the penguin smokes. Yeah, that, yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Nah. And you had stuff blowing up. You had someone's head blown off. I mean, they have well, rats doing all kinds of stuff to dudes. I'm like... I mean, nicotine kills. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but so do serial killers. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's, yeah, I didn't know that. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how to respond to that. I mean, we know the world we live in, and there's certain things that people touch on that they don't want to touch in the movie theater, but I mean, Penguin, you know, certified bad guy. I mean, it's one thing if you say, hey, we don't want to do it on HBO Max that is in people's homes, but I don't understand why you wouldn't do it in the movie. What was the movie rated? PG-13. Now, if rated R is right here, this is the Batman. The world's kind of soft. so close. It's like, can we just get over to R? Can we? I really want to. Yeah. It was knocking on the door, rated R. And Warner Brothers said, whoa, whoa, come back, come back. Yeah, hold on. Hey, not, yeah. not the cigar. If we give a cigar. The cigar is <laughs> rated R, right there. If we get one cigar in here, head blown off, we're, we're skating. But that cigarette, nope, it's going to take us to rated R. Jason, why haven't you seen it? I went and saw a better movie. What'd you go see? I went and saw Uncharted. Is it a better 
It was two hours long. That makes it a far better movie. <laughs> better movie. Uh... Did you see it? No, I have not seen it. Okay. Have you played Uncharted? No. Okay. Well, this movie, like, yeah, it, it was a fun, to me, it's like, how you guys say, you know, that it's a dark Batman, it's, you know, it's got its mystery, but this was a, Uncharted was like, to me, a fun movie, some action, made for some sequels, uh, you got two good lead characters that played well with each other. Yeah, that, which, yeah. Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland, right? Yep. So, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. You, you, you got it. Hollywood wants you to say it, too. Is, is that you just telling us that your fiance wanted you to go see Uncharted instead of Batman? No. No, no. I, I, got, I got around that. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I, I, I might have to drag. I might have to drag her to go see Batman. So this is a new one. I mean, you guys are saying it. two brick houses to one Lyles says it's a good movie. I, I, I did not say it was a bad movie. Yeah, you, know, you did not say it's a bad movie. You, what, what was, what is your non Lyles moviefile.com assessment? Well, like I said, I think they did. A very competent movie. Like, there's nothing that's like, oh, this is so stupid. Except for Batman being the worst fighter. Like, Dwayne was so impressed with his fight. I'm like, this dude is the dumbest fighter ever. Like, these guys are pulling guns up like this. And he's like, whatever. <laughs> there's no, Wait. maybe I should move. He, like, walks I, up to the bullets. <laughs> I didn't say he was the best fighter. <laughs> I said... Due to the costume, it's the best fighting we've seen. You did say that. Just because he could move. Right. Um, but, I mean, Jeff, you're right. I mean, he was, I mean, for someone that's two years in and, you know, knows as much as a two-year-in Batman would know, um, has the technology that a two-year Batman is, which we haven't talked about that. Right. Um, I mean, that is the most bulletproof, bombproof, <laughs> Dude, we've ever seen because I mean he's taking shotguns to the chest. Shotguns, and they're like, little, they're not like bam, they're like. Hey, <sighs> what about the bomb? Oh my gosh, there is a lot. I forgot of about that. Yeah, <laughs> like, he just. He's Wait, not oh, and you guys are gonna have to elaborate. He takes a a shotgun at close range to the chest. He sees the dude with the not- shotgun. Shotgun knocks him down. Yeah, they better. <laughs> shotgun knocked him down. That that took a little bit out of him. Oh, but yeah. throughout the movie, he's just taking bullet shots everywhere. He's rolling. He's rolling with the punches. Rolling. He literally with the- is hoping nobody gets lucky and shoots at his face. Yeah, he's got he's this not, little. Right. He's not doing this. He is just like, <laughs> what's your bullets got to do with? There's no raising the cape. He's just like, oh, dude. no, he is. <laughs> come, come at me. God. And they're like, but yeah, the bomb. All right, go ahead. Go ahead, tell me about the bomb. Okay, so we have a guy that um gets killed in a pretty cool way. He's got a bomb around his neck. Mm. That man is like this on the bomb. He's holding the guy to his face, trying to get him to um tell him who the uh, rat is. He's like this to him. Tell me. The bomb explodes. The bomb's around the guy's neck. Batman's here. <laughs> bomb explodes. Just knocks him back. Right. So this bomb is not does not do with shrapnel. It just magically misses the couple inches of face and absorbs all the shock of a 
Bomb. Now, it, it does knock him. It does knock him unconscious, because that was before the police. Scene. Right. It knocks him unconscious. Um, not enough for them to get his mask off though. And it seems like it would be easy an easy cow to take off because it doesn't <laughs> yeah. look like it's tight. It just looks like all they got to do is just whoop, do a quick yoink, and they take him back to the police station. This is how long he's unconscious. And then they're like, yo, let's check out who he is. And Gordon's like, no, we've got to show respect for this dude who's running around our, our city, beating up bad guys. And it's like 80 police officers who are like, you killed the the DA. And I don't understand where there's confusion. Which is stupid. I mean, right. they saw blaming him for the DA dying. Hey, it, it, it's better than blaming themselves. Come on. Dude had a bomb around his neck, and Batman did it. Yeah, um, he didn't disarm. That's enough. Come on, that was on Batman. He, he didn't try. Right, but so the escape, Jeff. This is on you. So he escapes from the police station, gets to the roof, and then what happens? Uh, this was one of my favorite parts of the movie in a sarcastic way. So oh. now, <laughs> like this, this Batman, and this was a cool thing because it's like young Batman, so he doesn't have like a million gadgets. I do feel like that was something that was missing. I think it would have been cool to see him go, shoot, this doesn't work at all. Let me try this thing. There's no evolution in the gadgets for him. You know, like how in Dark Knight, <laughs> the opening scene where he comes out and a dog's at him, he's like, dude, I need to get a suit so I can turn around and protect me in case dogs are biting. And later on, it pays off because Joker sits the dogs back on him again. So this time, he's, he's never going, I need to put a shield up against my face in case another bomb explodes in, in front of me. Or... <laughs> Maybe I should do this in case anything. He's like, nah, nah, I'm good. Now, he has one battering, and it's his bat logo. I thought that was kind of cool. But I felt like, dude, what are you doing with this thing? He doesn't really, he's not really throwing it around or anything. He's not using it as like a throwing star. It's just like a, I'm using it to cut stuff. I said, like, oh, okay, whatever. But he escapes to the roof of the police department. He's using his grapple gun, which I love seeing because it's like, yes, that's always fun. That's a nice weapon in his arsenal. And mm -hmm. he gets up to the top, but this Batman is not so into the game that he's like, Psh, let me just shoot my grapple gun and go over to the next building. He's like, whoa, this is high up. And I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you, why are you acting like you're afraid of heights? But then the cops are very slowly because you know the cops have terrible cardio. And it's 80 of them. So it's a log jam up the steps to the rooftop. So Batman pulls a little string and he opens up a wingsuit. And his thing is so baggy and it's like, hmm, okay. And Dwayne reminded me they were doing this back in Transformers. Back, or I'm sorry, the G.I. Joe movie that had Transformers in it. Yeah. So Best G.I. Joe movie ever. They were, because they were like so cool. And it was like, why are these whack Transformers in this movie? More Tyrese and Josh Duhamel, please. So he takes a wingsuit and he just whoosh. And I'm like, this doesn't seem as smart as just using a grapple gun. But this is a young novice Batman, so we'll go with it. And then he's flying, gliding through Gotham, and he's like, yo, this is this is my stop. And I'm like, this this doesn't seem right. So then he pulls a string, a parachute pops up. It's like, why well, you got a parachute? You're in Gotham. So it catches on to some overpass, and then he just boom, 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 and he falls <laughs> to the ground. And I'm like, dude, something should be broken. Next yeah. scene, he's just like, 
Good, because my bat suit is invulnerable. He doesn't have a broken anything. No scratch. I mean, it survived. It just survived the bomb. I mean, dude. I mean, he dropped from a building, and this thing was flying and gliding, and all of a sudden, he. I mean, he he tumbles, and it's almost like it's a comedic scene. I was laughing because I'm like, I need to laugh at something in this movie. And he's just rolling on the floor, and it's like, cool. I'm good. Let's go. <laughs> Wow. Okay. And because I, I saw, I see like, I think um, Hot Toys released like the uh, video, uh, the action figure with him in this bat, the, the little bat suit, and it was just like that was really a thing. Like you got, I mean, it's like that's not like the little hang gliding suits, like, and then you have a parachute magically pops out of that. It's like how much random stuff you got behind that cape, dude. Uh, it was just that's... a weird idea in a dumb execution. Where's like. I just feel like just diving and using a grapple gun is better than a wingsuit that you have no control over. And he wasn't high yeah. enough to really use a wingsuit. Well, hey, Lucius Fox is going to get on that next movie. Next movie, he'll have the little like electric, yeah, electricity thing where, you know, he puts his cape up, shoots a bolt of electricity through the cape, tightens up. He just glides, hand glider. I'm not going to mention the Dark Knight also had a wing glide scene that was way better. This is the best Batman movie ever, okay? There was no Dark Knight sequel trilogy, okay? Forget that. Ignore that, Hish. Yeah. I like Carmine Falcone. John Turturro played him. He was really good. good. And I was like, yes, he's a great guy. But I kept wondering, they're probably not going to keep him around. And I feel like that was a bad call because I really want, we've talked about this before, then to just say, forget setting up these all these bad guys. Let's just do an adaptation of Long Halloween. And this one really got me excited at the beginning. And the beginning was one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie because he was, like Batman was actually narrating and the bat signal goes up and you see all these like they're showing a montage of all these bad guys doing stuff in Gotham like spray painting harassing people and then the bat signal goes up and then they start looking in the shadows and they're like they're worried because I could be there it was like that was cool and it starts off on Halloween and it's like yeah if they kill somebody in Halloween I don't care what you call this movie if it's a long Halloween but that was literally the biggest long Halloween tie-in. I was like, ah, oh, you set me up because I really wanted to see that. Did you like that opening scene? Because we had um, Tim Drake Robbins show up as a half-Joker clown, and it was like, what's he doing here? Is he going to be Robin? <laughs> yeah, I, I like the opening scene. I agree with you. It definitely gave me the, the long Halloween vibe. Um, I did, as you look around at different things that was going on, because you're right, there was a lot of... Um, Little crimes happening, some graffiti going, a guy getting beat up, uh, the bat signals up in the air. Um, now, why he shows up at the scene in the um, subway—that's kind of weird. But um, of all the things going on, he shows up in the subway um, as the bat signals up in the sky. Um, I thought that was a little off. Um, but hey, you got your first good—you know, your first Batman fight scene. Yes, it was a good fight. And, and you got—you uh, know—I'm looking at this guy. I was like. You know, I wonder why they're showing his face. He looks like he could be Robin, and sure enough, it's because he's Tim Drake in um, Titans. Um, that's why he looks so Robin-ish to me, because I've seen it before. Um, but I, I did like it, um, and as as you said earlier, as I've said, it's there's so many little nods 
other things because you have this long Halloween nod um, and then just a couple other things throughout the movie that do have little ties to long Halloween. I'm just excited. Honestly, I'm excited for what they could do next. And it's funny because I feel the same way. I felt like Batman Begins was a really good origin story. And mm-hmm. the tease with Joker was like, oh, okay. Y'all didn't rush to throw Joker in this first film. You did some different main tier villains with Roz and Scarecrow. And now you're going to come through with Joker. Awesome. And I'm not so much like, oh, I can't wait to see him fight Joker again. But mm-hmm. I thought that hopefully this next movie will show him learn from all this stuff he didn't do right in this one like I need to have more gadgets because I think that was a definite thing that he needed I need my Batmobile to do XYZ I need to ditch that whole wingsuit because that's not going to work for me anymore like there's yeah. so many things and I felt like I need more string in my grappling hook yeah like, like <laughs> stuff like that and I need to be a nicer person to Alfred and I need to clean up my living room floor like stuff like that had me and a haircut. Absolutely. And I need some girls. I need to be a billionaire. Yeah, because that's the thing that was really missing with this Alfred dynamic. I was watching the cartoon of the Batman, and even in that, he's harassing him. He's like, you know, people are gonna get suspicious if Bruce Wayne never is around and doing stuff. We need to have an alibi, so you need to go out to this basketball game with these girls. You need to just be visible so people see you and stop going, hey, that nutty, reclusive billionaire, maybe he's the Batman. And we needed more of that father-son dynamic as opposed to, you know I pay you, right? Because that's kind of how he treats him in this. It's not good. And Michael Caine was talking serious. says you're not a Wayne. Yeah. Right, right. He was, like, he was like, Alfred was probably needing to go talk to somebody after the way Bruce was treating him. It was like, it was bad. Yeah. He was like, look, Bruce, I helped you solve this case. Give me that stuff, man. I'm solving these riddles. It was, it was, it was wild. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, I did like the riddles though. I like those. I thought they were cool. Like people were riddles were good. Did like, you think about the future though? Um, because we look at who's doing it right, right? So when you look at DC movies, they obviously um, haven't planned out things as well as they could. You look at how Marvel did it, and you go back to Iron Man, and you see seeds of what they ended up doing um, in Infinity War, right? Or in Endgame. You see it all. So, you know, I was thinking about it earlier today, and just like for the Joker piece, um, you know, Joker's in the movie, so they do allude to potentially next movie's Joker, but there's so much they could do. Um, I know, I know, just like Christopher Nolan, blah, blah, blah. But I wasn't going to say that. That was just so much they could do. Like, you think back to Thanos, right? So when did Thanos first show up in, like, the first Avengers movie, right? Mm-hmm. He really didn't show up until um, Infinity. So um, if, if, if they could do it in a way where you have Joker in the movie, but not your main villain, but maybe he just comes back at the end again. Then maybe movie three or movie four, if they can plan it out that way, that's when kind of everyone gets together and maybe Joker orchestrated the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I don't maybe- think they're going to be that patient because they probably they don't know if they're, I mean, I guess they're making a two. 
But they probably didn't do this having a plan. But I think the real problem is because Matt Reeves wants to keep this so grounded and realistic. I don't know how many villains in the Batman universe really work with what he's doing because we've already seen Scarecrow, Ra's al Ghul. I don't know who else he could put in his real world thing unless Poison Ivy is just some uh, echo terrorist. Echo terrorist. Yeah, yeah. He's like using needles to infect people. But that wouldn't um, be as much fun as her. And right. You couldn't do Mr. Freeze. You can't do Killer Croc. It's just going to be. You can do Firefly, but you're going to use him in Batgirl. You're right. So he's off the table. Um, you can do Zaz, but he's not as exciting. But Zaz is also a serial killer. Like, that was the whole thing with Riddler. Oh, like, uh, you're right. You're right. Up too many things where Riddler just could have been a death trap, but I'm not killing anybody. I'm just trying to outsmart Batman. And I think right. going so extreme with him makes Joker have to go even harder and more of a serial killer. Because, like, I'm going to kill people different than the way Riddler did. Mm-hmm. That was just kind of interesting. So, last thing. Um, you and I were talking hey, about... One thing. Court of Owls. That's something they could do with the talents. But who? Yeah. the talents are zombies. So, it's like, how are you going to work that in there? <laughs> well, okay. You, okay, you, you can make it so the talents are trained each, like, kind of how... Uh, Dick Grayson would have been the next talent up. So you always have the Court of Oz training. Awesome. Uh, yes. Yeah. You lead me to my very final question then. Batman doesn't need to rely on Gordon, a police officer. I desperately want more fun in these. And I think one way to do it is to bring in one of his sidekicks. Preferably Dick Grayson, just to get the ball rolling so then we can start with everybody else. Dwayne, you didn't think that was realistic in this climate. I thought it was realistic. I would love to see it. I just think the world that we live in with, um, I don't know what I can say, with, with, with you know, <laughs> Boy Scouts of America, with um, Catholic churches, with different things you have going on where you have adult men with children. Um, they're scared to put a cigar in a movie. I think they're going to struggle saying, hey, we're going to have this scenario where we have this dude take this 13-year-old out on the streets flying off of buildings wearing bat suits. But you know my favorite part? They have, like, little kid toys for the Batman. So you can get your serial killer Riddler figure. You can get Catwoman, your gangster hey, penguin. There's no cigar. No cigar, though. <laughs> just roll up some paper and then put it in his mouth. But, Yeah. I just wish that I think you can like I think you can get a scenario where um you know Dick Grayson's older. Yeah, like Chris O'Donnell and the George Clooney Batman. No, 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 no. That didn't count. You go okay. If you want to do it, you have to make it like cuz if this is Robert Patterson at age let's say 23-24 is Batman or Bruce Wayne, you have like a young Tim I mean you have Dick Grayson, where he's like almost the point, like 16, 17, so he could be an emancipated minor next year. So he's not hanging out with Bruce too much. But he's like, hey, you don't have any family. You can't be on your own. So why don't you just stay with me for a couple of years and then you go do whatever you want to after that? So it's not as sketchy. It, again, it it doesn't have, it does, I never think it looks sketchy because we've been told a story, but in our new climate, you make you make that you make that concession. And as you say that, um, 
Sorry to make another comparison. But when you look back to what they did with um, what his middle name was Robin, right? Um, like, if they would have kept those movies going and that guy would have became Nightwing, none of you would have batted eye. Nope. Thank you all. <laughs> you have been on board. Yep. Want to watch some more movies? Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's a way they can do it. Um, I, I just don't know if this creative team just. I don't know if they have the vision because DC movies, and I know this is kind of outside of, um, the, yeah, I don't know if they have the vision to do it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate having your Batman expertise on hand and for somebody who liked the film so I could uh, go back and forth about how they ripped off so much from all these other Batman. <laughs> and bro, I think I that message absolutely <laughs> yeah, bro, we cannot wait till you see it so you can tell us which side you're on you're on team brick house or team box so all right very good guys thanks so hey, much and, and i would love to hear that as well so absolutely. oh you know it, it'll be in the text message it's very loose <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for rolling with me thank you all out there for watching this episode of Lyle's movie files has been filed